Donald J. Trump to be allowed back on Facebook and Instagram. So here's a question for you. Uh, a couple months ago, he first is back on Twitter. Now, Facebook and Instagram let him back on which one they say Facebook and Instagram really what they're saying is Facebook because Facebook owns Instagram so the last one that hasn't said it yet is who is YouTube and I don't even know if he's on LinkedIn or not but YouTube is the only one that's left to let him back on the question I got for you is why are the the top three most traffic websites social media companies three out of the five Twitter Facebook Instagram why are they bringing him back on at a time like this, is it one, they're sick and tired of Biden and they just want this guy to come in? Is it two, they're afraid that McCarthy is about to go out there and investigate the hell out of them? So before doing that, they're already letting them lose two weeks after McCarthy wins Speaker of the House. Oh shit. You know what? Just to be nice and play nice, let's let Trump back on Facebook and Instagram. Is that two or three? It's just about time for us to let him back on. It's it's business, Pat. Just like you said with the vaccine, they're putting it in a drink right now. They know, you know, it's coming. He's gonna now, you know, he already announced he's gonna be running for president. You know how much traffic is gonna be on their sites you think when so? he's posting. Hundred percent. That's why it is. Hundred percent. He's gonna be. He's gonna be on Instagram. He's gonna be on Facebook because they're connected, right? Tom, what he's do you gonna think? be all over it? I think what's going on below the surface is Operation Bid B I D Biden Investigations DeSantis. Facebook is worried about the investigations with McCarthy. I think you're absolutely right. They want nothing to do with a, a chair in, on Capitol Hill asking questions. They also, I believe, are fearing DeSantis the more these polls come out. Although there were some polls this week that showed Trump was doing much better. And I think it was not the establishment's desire for Biden to come out and say, I've talked to my wife, Jill and I, we're absolutely running. Remember, that was kind of impromptu. Yep. It was kind yes. of off microphone impromptu. That was not set up. That was not a big announcement. I think there are people in the Democrat machine who are like, the DNC were like, doggone it. He's not supposed to do that. And I think that they, the machine wants him not to run. Tech was worried about investigations. And also they're worried about DeSantis. Well, what better way to help neutralize DeSantis than to foment conflict at the RNC level. The easiest way to do that, let the orange man back onto Twitter, let him back onto Facebook, and let let the dust kept kick up on the dispute. Hmm. I think um, sometimes, uh, I, by the way, I think all of you guys have some credibility with your stories, right? And, and, and it's easy to go, uh, the, uh, what you did, BIS, I think it's a uh, BI, bid, bid, bid. BI, bid. I think sometimes there's these rabbit hole stories we can go down. A lot of them have some truthiness to them. Sometimes it's just, sometimes it's in plain sight. Two years ago and two weeks to the day, there was January 6th insurrection, how this whole thing started uh, of, of banning Donald Trump. And they put a two-year ban on Donald Trump. Voila, it's two years later. And sometimes it's just as easy as plain sight saying, well, it's been two years. We banned him for two years and it's time to put him back on. Now, I do think there's a lot of credibility behind there. Like there's nuanced discussions. What happens if we bring him on? DeSantis, Biden, investigate. I think all that is credible. But I think the, the major factor is it's like it's reached the two-year mark and it's time to reconsider having him on. Has he tweeted? Has he tweeted? He, has, he still hasn't tweeted. No. So that's just people. I, I, I love <clears throat> um how uh, uh, simple you think this is on 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 what they're doing with this, letting back on. Uh, I think there's a lot of lot of strategy behind what's going on. I, I think Twitter was just letting back on. I don't think there was anything with Twitter. I think, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, Musk is like sitting there saying, look, I'd love to have the MAGA crowd back on Twitter. That's traffic. That'll increase the valuation of the company. I'm all in. I think to, to, I think to Musk is truly, let's get the guy <laughs> back into business, That's right? Great. Okay. And he's waiting for this, right? Come That's on, tweet so something. <laughs> By the way, the, the moment the moment Trump tweets, it'll be the most liked tweet in the history of Twitter. The moment he tweets, it's going to happen. And they're saying he's about to, by the way. Oh, really? His camp is saying he's about to, okay? Um, Facebook and Instagram is, is slightly different on why you let him back on. Uh, could it be ad money? Because ad money is taking a massive hit with Facebook. They're, they're having a hard time with that. And they know... If Trump runs that campaign, they're going to spend a lot of ad money on Facebook. And the one that was a machine last time was Facebook. More than YouTube, more than Twitter, more than everybody, it was Facebook. Facebook was the machine that helps with elections. 
So they want that money, and that's a lot of money that goes to Facebook, right? Um, you know, that could be one side. The other part is, you know, they they may want him to come in to make it dirtier against DeSantis because he is going to go against DeSantis where it could be a civil war, where it could be them going against each other, and they like that. They want that. Remember, when you think about your opponent, never underestimate your opponent and how strategic, how manipulative they could be. The Dems lead the game in manipulation, in propaganda, in uh, creating stories, facades. All, they're all that very, very. Gangsters. Antifa gangsters. is going around destroying, rioting, fires, buildings. Peaceful, you mean peaceful. CNN headquarters. Mm -hmm. But then people are protesting at, uh, you know, what do you call it, uh, uh, January 6th. This is an insurrection. This is this. And then the guy on TV says, I love the fact that they're using violent with Antifa. Just because you're destroying property, that doesn't mean it's violent. <laughs> Violence is when it's towards other human beings. Do you understand, like, they're processing mm -hmm. on how they're... And, and how many people have died with these Antifa protests? They're walking around with guns and riots. And how many people died with the January 6th protesting? If you put data to data together, but what was turned into a massive event, historic, the single worst event ever, worse than 9-11, what are you talking about, Right. But this right here, leave them alone. These people are upset. Yeah. Ask why they're doing this. So they, they get credit for games. They get credit for that. Uh, the one company that we're not talking about right now that we should, notice how Facebook uh, uh, allows Trump back on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, but then Google gets crushed this week. Okay, I don't know if you saw the story with Google. They get crushed. Cover a Wall Street Journal main story. The government is suing uh, Google for the second time in two and a half years, and they're going after them to wanting them to split up. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know their ad revenue a couple years ago they were number one at thirty-four billion or whatever, and then they're at twenty-one billion right now. They're they're behind, I believe, TikTok and Amazon, or TikTok and Amazon is catching up to them. But they're saying, hey, it's manipulation, it's gamesmanship, not the right way of doing this. You're listening to what people are doing, so they want to divide those guys up. So maybe Google comes out in the next week or two. And says, hey, we're letting Trump back on YouTube because they also want Kevin McCarthy and their camp right. to take it easy on them. So all of this stuff is very, uh, uh, seems very like, ah, it's just day-to-day -day business as usual. I don't think it is. And Google. On, on Google, I'll add one quick, quick point. The attorney generals for the state of New York and the state of California have joined the feds in their suit. Well, here. Connect the dots on that. Isn't that crazy? New York and California. New York and California attorney generals have joined the federal suit. Interesting. If you want, Isn't I'll that read interesting? The, I'll read the Very story. Behind the scenes, Very somebody's so. upset. Yeah. Huh? Here you go. New York Times story right here. U.S. accuses Google of abusing monopoly in ad technology. The DOJ and eight states have filed an antitrust lawsuit against Google, accusing it of illegally abusing a monopoly over the technology that powers online advertising as a first such lawsuit against the tech giant under President Biden and an escalation of legal pressure on one of the world's biggest internet companies. These are the states, by the way. It's United, I'm looking at the lawsuit right now. It's 15, 153 pages. It's, it's the U.S. government, U.S. Department of Justice, Commonwealth of Virginia, State of California, State of Colorado, State of Connecticut, State of Jersey, State of New York, State of Rhode Island, State of Tennessee. Jeez. Outside it, of Tennessee, those are all blue states. It's exactly. I was about to say, why is Tennessee in there? So Tennessee's <laughs> yeah. also getting involved. The lawsuit says Google's has, quote unquote, corrupted legitimate competition. There's our favorite word, competition in the ad tech industry by engaging in systematic campaign to seize control of the wide swath of high tech tools used by publishers, advertisers and brokers to facilitate digital, digital advertising. What was the number that that constitutes a monopoly? Was it 60 percent? 64% or 60% Means there's a number. Can you Google that yeah. real quick? What makes a monopoly? Yeah. Is it 64? We're about to find that out. That's not that crazy, huh? 64% of the market share? And I think uh, last year, didn't Google write 50%, a check but I for don't $4 billion? Dollars dollars it's definitely over you? 50, right? What's the number? At what percentage does it become a monopoly? Uh, I don't know why. By the way, while you're saying this, uh, the, the lawsuit DOJ has asked the U.S. District Court of Eastern District of Virginia to, here it is, force Google to sell much of its suite of ad technology products and to stop the company from engaging 
in allegedly anti-competitive practices. Well, when they bought DoubleClick and they rolled it into AdSense, it basically, there was really any ad agency in America, there was really only one place to go. Yeah, they had, a, they, they had a monopoly for a minute. They don't anymore like they did before, though, but they're still being targeted. So That's correct. It, 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 again, a lot of these decisions are being made right after midterms, knowing that they lost House. And by the way, I love the fact that the other day Robert Wright comes out and says, so, you know, uh, the, the Rep- House, what are you now going to do about what's going on with the— uh, you know, uh, guns and with unemployment and with minimum wage. I'm like, dude, for two years, two and a half years, you had House, you had Senate, and you had the White House. You didn't do shit. So what the hell are you talking about, bro? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? So, again, that's the gamesmanship that is so good on what's done on the other side. You have to give the level of manipulation that they do. You got to give them credit. You got to give them credit. I always do. I always you do. can't <laughs> underestimate the power of what those guys do on that side. Okay. Uh, next story. Next story. We got biggest pay raises went to black workers, young people, and low-wage earners, according to Wall Street Journal. Uh, black workers, young workers, and low-income earners saw the largest pay increases in 2022 due to a tight labor market and high inflation. Median weekly earnings for all workers were 7.4% high year over year. At the end of 2022, the median raise for black Americans was uh, 11.3%, and weekly pay workers uh, between 16 to 24 years old, rose by 10%. The bottom 10% of wage earners saw a pay increase of 10%. These pay increases were a welcome re- were a welcome relief for those groups who have experienced decades of pain in the labor market. However, wage gains and a, a broader inflation has begun to cool, and job losses are forecasted for 2023. The rate of raises between workers. 16 to 24 and other age groups widened in 2022. White and Asian workers continue to earn more than any other racial groups. Okay. Any any thoughts on this article, Tom? Uh, well, first of all, it certainly goes against the narrative, doesn't it? Evil corporations don't do anything for anybody. And, and while you can look back at inflation, you can look at inflation over time and say, wow, it should be higher, it should be this – this seems to be a positive point of progress. That's that's what I see here. I see a positive point of progress. More progress needs to be done. Things still have to, you know, I think move forward. But to say that, you know, what you're led to believe by mainstream media is that evil corporations are keeping wages down, they're doing this and this and this, and yet there's data points that are coming out here that says some of the people that most needed raises, especially during inflation, actually receive raises. I mean, these are double-digit percents. I look at it. I look at it actually a different way. I I think this just comes down to the the minimum wage debate. I mean, what are we talking about here? These are young people, low wage earners, black workers. I think at least two out of three for sure. This comes down to minimum wage. This whole fight for fifteen that's been transpiring for the last five years. Now they're talking about minimum wage, twenty bucks certain places, and then you know. Minimum wage in New York is a lot of different than Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I think a lot of this is the minimum wage debate. And then, you know, the minimum, I think if you're a worker and you're getting 12 bucks an hour or 10 bucks an hour and you're fighting for 15, I get it. And then you're fighting for 15 for 20, I get it. But think about the business owner, the small business. I mean, you could talk about this all day, Pat. How do you make payroll sometimes? You know, how do you, and then there's other parts of the payroll that this is not my wheelhouse, but um, workman's comp type stuff, right? Or payroll tax, these types of things that as a small business owner, these are things that you need to be considering and that the average worker is just like, fuck it. I want 20 bucks an hour. That's where I got. It's 40 grand now. You just went from 10 bucks an hour. All all it does when you raise the minimum wages is it helps the big companies. It hurts the small companies. Let me give you an idea what happened with capitalism. This is why capitalism works. And this is why too much government intervention gets in the way. Watch mm. this. Watch what the market does. What is the minimum wage in America today? Today, it's like seven or eight bucks. It's seven twenty-five or some number like yeah. that. Okay, where, where is it going to by July? Do you know the number? Where, where it's going? July is going to nine fifty an hour by July of this year. Okay, do you know right now what you get paid if you work at Walmart? An hour. What's their minimum wage? If Fifteen. You got it, Twelve bucks an hour. Twelve well, bucks. Okay. Do you know what it is at Amazon and Target? 20? 20. 15 bucks an hour. Oh, wow. okay. So guess what Walmart's been having a hard time doing? <laughs> Attracting people, hiring people. So Walmart sat there and said, dude, we cannot be given our minimum wage at 12 bucks. Walmart just announced 
starting wage to anybody they hire is officially 14 bucks. Which, by the way, it's still not 15 bucks. Which is Target and Amazon. So if an if a person wanted to go get a job. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And you're a 18-year-old kid, 17-year-old kid, 20, you're like, dude, I just need a job that pays me good to start off with. You have to choose between Walmart and you have to choose between Target and Amazon. Where are you going to? Whoever pays more. Yeah, Target, Target and Amazon pay yeah. buck more. Yeah. So you know what happens? Who takes a hit? The, com- the company, the little Walmart. Guys. No, no, Walmart takes a hit here. You're company, right, yeah, hundred percent. But here, the point I'm trying to make to you is the following: whether the government raises the minimum wage from seven twenty-five to nine fifty has nothing to do with this. Yeah, nothing to do with this because they still have to pay. They're still way above whatever the minimum wage is. However, the WalMarts of the world can afford fifteen bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. The Amazon and the you know uh, Targets of the world can afford fifteen bucks an hour. The small little shop in Kansas who's been there for 42 years, business was passed down from mom and dad to them, they can't afford to go to 15 bucks an hour. Right across the street, there's a Walmart, opens up, okay? Kids out of high school whose someone's son comes and starts working for you. Now, that guy's son, that guy's father says, listen, instead of working for Joey's little market that he has, go to Walmart right across the street. Joey only pays 11 bucks an hour. Such and such pays 15 bucks an hour. Go to them. You lose. You're going to take a hit. So, again, one side, capitalism works. Market dictates wages, government getting involved doesn't work, and if you do force people to pay a higher minimum wage, the small business owners that produce 49% of all the jobs in America take a massive hit. You cannot do that, okay? You cannot do that. I'll tell you one thing I've learned from you is uh, essentially what, what the big guys will say to grandstand versus what actually happens. So if you're Jeff Bezos or who's the, the new CEO of uh, Amazon, Andy Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff, and well, all workers deserve 15 an hour, and I'm I totally advocate bumping that up to 16. Workers have rights. Let's get behind our workforce because they're saying that publicly, grandstanding. Mm-hmm. But they know they just took Tommy's toy store out of business yep. and Billy's boutique out of business and Patty Pat cakes out of it. Like all these small little businesses that you're talking about, in Kansas. I can't do $15 an hour. I can't do 18 an hour. I can barely do 12. And so on the surface, the Andy Jazzies of the world are going to come out there and grandstand. <clears throat> but low key, it's because of they're course. putting their any small competitors out wow. of business. And that's how they develop their monopoly. Okay, let's do a little math. Let's do a little fast case study. Remember when New York, which goes back about seven years ago, said, hey, we're going to do um, you know McDonald's and all these places. And they specifically called that fast food and they said $15 an hour. Remember that? Remember that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you remember what showed up? Uh, I think it was a year and a half later. Kiosks. Two ordering kiosks showed up, and two counter people were no longer needed. Uh, okay, now watch this. To so order, like, you're saying order your food at the kiosk to tap it in rather than ordering it right, at the counter. Right. Yes. So there's two people at the counter and two Correct. kiosks now at a mid-sized McDonald's. Watch what happens. The two people are now up to 15 bucks an hour. The two kiosks, I pay them electricity. <laughs> so now I have two people. That's 30 bucks an hour. But I have four working units. Divide 30 by four. 750. 
Yep. Wow. Now my labor, my total labor cost to take orders is seven fifty an hour because I have two humans and two kiosks. What also happens is the large part of the market solves problems that politicians cause, and if you invoke costs. The innovation is going to come from innovative companies that are trying to solve that because they're ultimately trying to be profitable and make a return for the shareholders. Mm -hmm. And that's a great, simple little case study on how McDonald's was forced to pay seven fifty an hour, but the true label cost for four counter workers was seven was forced to be paying fifteen bucks an hour for two humans, which is thirty bucks over an hour. But they have two kiosks working. Divide by four is back seven fifty an hour. Labor. By the way, such a great case example because we've all been to walmart where it's like uh there's self-checkout over here yeah or you go to walgreens or cvs it's like now i'm the bagger now yeah. it's my job to bag everything it's because when you start raising the prices and they start losing people. lowering the amount of employees mm -hmm. yeah. they're gonna make you do the bagging 100%. customer because now there's half the employees yep. there and now you're incurring that cost yeah now i gotta become a professional bag boy because uh, they're raising the what's, minimum what's wage. wrong with being a bag red wind dixie no well, you did nothing <laughs> and, and, i'm sorry guys i'm yeah. offended right yeah, now and Pat, you, you know what listen 170 million hey what I, used I know to you, you gotta you guys, go get a job you guys a went boy. a different route on the store which, which was which was great you know what i got from it when i read biggest pay raises went to black workers yeah all we're ever, all we've been told for God knows how long from the left is this is a racist country. We're systemically racist. From Pete Buttigieg saying bridges, and this is a fact, bridges are racist. From Stacey Abrams saying asking IDs for voting is so racist. That's a great headline to see that we're not as racist as they're saying. If black people are, are getting these biggest pay raises, then I guess the left. They might be a little bit wrong about how racist but, we are but as a they country. Need that, but they, but of they course. Need, need that problem to, of course, you know, pin us, pin us against each other. That's big a, time. That's a, but that's a great headline. No, it, yeah, that's amazing. So, okay, so next story, Tom. I know you have thoughts on this. Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos may be selling uh, Washington Post to buy Commanders. Uh, investors say this is a New York Post story uh, that just came out. So. Uh, uh, the problem for Bezos reportedly is that the commander's embattled owner, Dan Snyder, is still sore over the storied newspaper series of exposés alleging a toxic management culture at the team where bosses, including Snyder, allegedly enabled sex harassment. Some even believe that Snyder suspects Bezos, who bought the Washington Post in 2013 for $250 million, encouraged the tough coverage in 2020 in a bid to force him to sell the team. Front office sports reports... Last Tuesday, the Bank of America hired by Snyder to auction the commanders continues to court Bezos, even if there are indicators that Snyder doesn't want to sell to the Amazon founder. Tom, what's going to end up happening here? Well, first of all, it doesn't matter what Dan Snyder thinks. Dan Snyder, uh, his organization was horribly sexist. We found out what the whistleblowers uh, pointed out. It wasn't overblown. They were not cleat chasers. They weren't girls looking for money. This was really a nasty environment, especially the turnover of employees. And the NFL said, enough. Enough. You're selling. Same thing happened with Carolina Panthers. And we all know in the NBA, Phoenix owner, right, Pat? Phoenix Suns owner. It's like, hey, man, we need to go to a new era, you know, of... Um, of positive, encouraging, you know, labor bases and workplaces. And so Bezos, you know, what's he in the business of? Selling papers. So what he did, he ran stories. He ran stories in the Washington market. And maybe this owner was used to getting his way with the newspaper. Hey, you know, the NFL, we buy, you know, we do a lot of things. We bring a lot of money this town. You know, maybe go a little easy, of us, easy on us. And they send their lawyers mm. and their PR people mm -hmm. after it. Guess what? Gigs up. And... The other side of it is, if Bezos does want to buy the Commanders, I don't think he has to play this game that Dan Snyder thinks he's playing. I think Bezos could call the NFL and say, were you looking for an owner and looking to force the sale like you forced the sale of the Dodgers when they had a bad owner and the, and the NBA in Phoenix and all this? Are, are you looking for someone with some dollars to enter in this? Uh, please hold for Bank of America. They're running the auction for us. Thank you very much, Mr. Bezos. Your number is number 622. Here's your paddle. The auction starts tomorrow. And I think it's that simple. The NFL would love to have an owner like Bezos come in and buy the franchise, especially since Bezos is putting his 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 mansion, his life, base of operations in Washington. What's the percentage that he's going to end up buying it? What are the odds? I, I, I'm at 60 percent and rising right now because the NFL wants this to happen and they need somebody to buy the franchise. 
And just like, remember what happened with Jerry down in um, uh, Carolina? And they're like, dude, you are selling this and you have no choice. You're done. And they did the Dodgers with the McCourt family. Remember that? Baseball yeah, I mean, they, they forced that Donald Sterling when they brought in, you know, uh, 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 what's his name uh, from Microsoft? Uh, Ballmer. Oh, Steve that Ballmer. Came in, yeah, Ballmer. Right. Came in and bought him. Great example. Yeah, when they want to force somebody out, they know how to mm-hmm. do it to force somebody out. So if Bezos buys it, you think he'll change the name to like the Washington Amazonian, something different to make it look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that name is horrible. The Commanders bat is horrible. Like the Amazonians is like like yeah. that ship. Bo- that that arrow. is a pretty bad name. It's well, not cool. And the logo's logo's not logo's not good. Yeah, the, the I mean, Amazonians. Well, he d- he was embattled in the whole Redskins controversy yeah. for a decade. Yeah, I'll just say this about Dan Snyder. Number one, uh, Jeff Bezos could spend two hundred and fifty million bucks, even overpay three hundred million. What's the is that the price tag that they're asking for? No, no, oh, no, six gotcha. billion. No, it's six like billion. Yeah, football yeah. Oh, sorry, that's what he bought the Washington. Right now. By the way, he only wa- bought the Washington Post for two hundred fifty million. Is that yeah. what that number is? You know what it's worth today? Two fifty one. It's uh, it's gone up a million <laughs> gotcha. bucks. That's exactly right. <laughs> I guess my point is Bezos could buy that no problem. Here's my thing with Dan Snyder. How many NFL owners' names can you name off the top of your head? Me. We all know Jerry Jones. Jerry mm-hmm. Jones is okay. the guy. Kraft. We know Bob Kraft because he's won Ballmer. seven Super... No, no, that's NBA. Oh, you said NFL. NFL owners. NFL. Mara, Jerry Jones, Ma- Mara from the Giants. Yeah, very public family, the Mara Mara, Mara yeah, great actors. Uh, they're, Al they're Davis, the Davis, he's passed away. But exactly, you know, you know, you don't, is, okay. So. The Raiders, Davis and the Raiders, very common. That's not just because I know it. You know Al Davis because he's a legacy. Most people don't know who the new owner is, though. Mark Davis' is son, actually. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the, the vast majority of the owners. That's my really point. Knows. Yeah. Is that, okay. We but, know the why, ones. but why do you know those names? You know Jerry Jones because he was the... They're the most expensive franchise yeah, so in the world, saying, Dallas Cowboys. And people getting in trouble. And it's America's team. Robert Kraft because he's won six Super Bowls. Yeah. Okay, so these are legacy. Al Davis because they won Super Bowls in the yeah. 80s. And they were Point is, you don't know these owners' names. The majority These of are them nameless, know. faceless billionaires. Yeah. Why do we know Dan Snyder's name? Redskins haven't done shit since the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Okay? It's because his, his, his brand is tarnished it's toxic yeah. and his name's always in the news because they want him out of there mm-hmm. what's in what's the guy who just is selling phoenix suns robert sarver yeah is the new Do- uh donald sterling of the nba yeah. the point is they're gonna keep it's, it's almost like in politics slow drip slow drip slow drip like what's happening with biden right now you might think it's the rnc that's doing this i think it's a lot of the dnc that's like slow drip slow drip when you want someone out that's it you want them out that's what's going on with dan snyder is everyone wants him out of there mm-hmm. and they're just going to keep leaning on him until he sells okay so listen are you thinking about thinking about going halvesies with you for <laughs> adam needs a panel yes adam needs a paddle uh, uh anyway so logan paul let's talk about logan paul what's going on with logan paul you know, you're you're first seeing what happened with you know him and uh, uh, um, his. I think George is no longer with him. Oh okay? really? I think they had a fallen out. Seriously? I think, yeah, I think there was a fallen out also with Mike recently. With Big Mike too. With Mike and uh, and wow. by the way, I think Mike is a very uh, uh, very he's interesting talented. guy. Yeah, I think he's very very talented. I think he's very talented. George comes uh, comes across as a very good guy, sweetheart of a guy. Logan Paul comes across as a superstar, super talented guy. But I wonder what he's going through with this whole crypto zoo. What you know, the, the, what what he went through with Coffee that. Zilla. Yeah, I mean, all, but but the company is what I'm talking about, Crypto Zoo. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you know what I think about situations like this sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, we hired a, a publicist, PR firm once. And I went and sat down with the guys, and he says, uh, you know, here's what you say when it's this. And then I get into the car, I'm like, okay, so that's, this guy's a big shot guy. We're paying these guys $20,000. They probably know what they're doing. And I walk with him in the car driving home from Beverly Hills. I'm like, dude, I, I don't even believe what this guy's saying. I could never say what this guy's saying. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself. And so here's how we got to handle this situation. Say this. Like, dude, that's not my style to say this. That's go. So eventually, we're like, yeah, we're not, we're not hiring a publicist. Maybe eventually we'll have a full time person here working in house that's kind of working with us, but not going to a PR firm because they have a simple, they they have a very similar way of apology letters. Like they have already fifty different formats of apologies. They take one out and like, hey, here's the apology one for you to use. I typed it out. Our team put it together. Yeah. They're just pulling an apology thing that they've used before. Do this, do that. I wonder how much of this is success getting to your head. I wonder how much of this is who's in your ear. I wonder how much of this is 
uh, being afraid because of the last time you got canceled with Japan. I wonder how much of this is walking on eggshells. I wonder how much it is. You know when Tate says you're bot, you're reading a script. The tool of the yeah. matrix. I, I, I wonder how much of this, like, by the way, it, it, there's, there's a lot of people that are taking a lot of shots at this guy, uh, Logan. I have a suggestion. I have a suggestion for Logan Paul. Here's what my suggestion is. I think it's a very hard suggestion for me to say this. It's not easy to say this, and I, I don't think he would do it. But I think Logan needs to take a 90-day break and step away from everybody. Say, go on a 90-day hiatus. hiatus from wrestling, from everything. You, you are a rock star. The world knows who you are. Step away and go back and write down, make a list of values and principles that you follow, that you live by. Go and remember the 12-year-old kid you were, things your mom's taught you, Mistakes you've made, how you've learned from them. Don't don't come back with a script that your publicist has given you to tell the world. Speak to certain people that don't benefit from you, that don't make money off of you, that want nothing from you, and see if they can give you some direction on how to approach this. Because this is not going in the right direction, the way th- things are going. This, there, there are certain times in life you got to take 90 days off and just kind of disappear and come back stronger. I mean, maybe step away and go watch the movie. Uh, what is that movie? Thomas, uh, not, uh, 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 what is that? Uh, Castaway. No, not Castaway. No, the one where the guy goes away and he gets arrested and he just reads and recreates himself and comes back and becomes the main guy. Count of Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. Right? Yeah. Count of Monte Cristo. With uh, Caviezel, I believe he's in it. Yeah. To just go away and, and, and figure yourself out. Life is precious. Life is awesome it's horrible when you're faking it when you're acting and you're saying stuff that you don't believe in and uh i'm, I'm not sure I'm, I'm by the way i believe jake is saying more things he believes in than logan is saying right now i think logan is being forced to say things that he is thinking it's the right thing to say because someone told him to say it i think jake just doesn't give a shit jake just go out there goes out there and says here's what i'm about here's what i'm doing here's what i'm doing and I know as much as he's more like the Maverick, he's more like the rebel, what do they call him, the problem child, and then Logan is the Maverick brand that yeah. he has. You know, well, Jake is more straight up, you know, problem child. I think Logan needs to take 90 days off and disappear. And let everybody says, where's Logan Paul? I'm taking 90 days off. And yeah. then come back up and reappear and see what you do. And some of the relationships that you screwed up, go meet with them face-to-face, not live. Yeah. Forget about the eyeballs for a second. Hey, let's do this. How about we do this live so everybody can see? No, just the two of you. There's certain things you just got to go away and do it yourself, and it's nobody's damn business. Not everything you do is about getting eyeballs. Certain things in life are more valuable than eyeballs. Relationships, sincere relationships, friendships, things that matter. There's depth to life. Uh, and, and I think you, sometimes you can fall for this trap of, if we do this, I think this could get 5 million views. Hey, what am I? We could fake controversy. Dude, stop living that life. You're too good. You have too big of an upside. Step away 90 days. I may be wrong. My suggestion, mm-hmm. go disappear, come back, shock the world with the better version of you, and then let's see what's going to happen to the next upgraded version of your iOS software that you have. I like that. I really appreciate your advice because you're not coming from a point of, you're the worst, I can't believe you would do this, but you're also holding him accountable for maybe decisions that he's sort of recklessly made. If you look at the title of this article, YouTuber Logan Paul is taking a beating over CryptoZoo, but he's far from the only celeb hyping up risky investments. Here's why young fans could be left holding the bag. Here's my question. So he's far from the only celeb. We've seen what's happened with Kevin O'Leary. We just talked about that, right? He took $15 million from FTX. Turns out that wasn't the best bet. Gary V, he was doing his whole Gary V fans, all that. Um, Matt Damon took some heat. Obviously, we saw what happened with SBF. We just talked about taking easy money and not vetting sponsors and what happens when you don't vet sponsors and you're going after fads. How much of this is a crypto thing that they just thought that they were going to believe in? How no, much of this is crypto. not properly vetting who you're aligning this, yourself this with? This cannot affect a guy like George. He's your lifelong friend. This cannot affect a guy like Mike. Mike is a good guy. Like I don't know Mike. I've never talked to Mike. 
ever. I've never had an interaction with Logan. Never. We've never been to the same place. So I'm not coming from a place of having too much intel. I'm just coming from a place of what the world knows and what they've been able to do with their brands. The guy, I watch him wrestle. I watch Logan Paul wrestle. I'm not even a wrestling guy. I watch a clip of a guy saying, I'm like, how the hell can you do that? Like, physically, the stuff the guy was doing, the double flips and all, I'm like, that's in- to be that athletic yeah. and be that funny yeah. and be that entertaining and be like that charming charisma and all this stuff. But, but bro, he's 27 years old. Gary knows exactly what he's doing. He's, he's in his late 40s, mid to late. I don't know how old he is. I think he's in his mid to late 40s. I don't know how old Kevin is. Kevin is mid, mid 50s, late 50s. I don't know his age. 60s probably. Gary and, and Kevin know what they're doing. This guy's 27, mm-hmm. and life's going very fast. Very, very fast at 27. Pump your brakes. Take a step back. Talk to some real people who have nothing to gain from you. Zero. People that don't even want the world to know that you spoke to them. Those types of people. Not the types of people you talk to and like, hey, you want to come on my podcast? No. I don't want to be on your podcast. I don't want you to be on anything. I just want to talk to you. Let's see where you're at, where you're going with this. I don't need any credit for this. Years later, if you want to talk about it, go for it. He needs to figure himself out. I, I just think he needs to step away to figure himself out. It, it can get very ugly very quickly the way it's going right now. Because you look, I, I've I've lost people in my life, okay. But sometimes in life you lose people that you're supposed to lose because you're growing and they're not. Can't do anything about that. Those types of people you lose, it's totally fine, okay. But sometimes you lose great people in your life where everybody knew that person was great for you. Hmm. You can't bullshit the world and say, well, he's an idiot anyways. No, he's not. He was very good for you, okay? Stop fooling yourself. You are the alpha of the group, I get you, but that girl was very good for you. That guy was very good for you. That man was very good for you. I got it, but don't fool yourself. You cannot lose great people in your life who are not afraid to tell you the truth to your face and challenge you to improve. I thought Mike was one of those, and by the way, they may even be going through what they're going through right now. It is what it is, but... It's hard to find people like that. And when it all becomes like, it's me, it's me, it's me. Everybody's telling you, you're amazing. They're doing this, they're doing that. Let me tell you, without you, they wouldn't know anything and all this. People will say things like that to the main guy to kind of get, like, there's very simple languages that divide people. Stuff like this. You know, uh, the only reason people know your girl is because they know you. The only reason people know your man is because they know you. Okay. The only reason people know is because of your success. Without you, you would have never won a champion. Hey, Michael, without you, Scotty would have never done this. Hey, Scotty, without you, Michael never would have. People will say shit like that to get in between great running mates, great partnerships. You can't fall for that bullshit. Anyways, I think he's falling for it, and I think he needs a 90-day break. By the way, I love the fact that Kanye took four, six weeks off. I was just going to say Good that. for him. Yeah. Hey, the fact that you've disappeared, good for you. I think if you can go 90 days, do it. Okay, do it. But I think Logan is on the list of right now needing to go away for 90 days. I agree. And what Kanye, I mean, the only thing we saw with Kanye was he got engaged or married. What happened? He married somebody from his from his Yeezy uh, thing that he he was in the news like like you said, completely dropped off. He's taking his time yeah. out. The only thing that you heard is something positive. By, that- by the way, the 90 days is also to leave to actually think and and recreate meaning. You know, if, if let's just say we have, we say, hey, let's go do a business retreat for four days. Mm-hmm. We go to a, a house we rent in Bahamas, and for four days we get hammered. That was not a business retreat. Yeah. You didn't do shit. You're not coming back any different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we go to four days, and we strategize every day from 8 to 5, and at night we go to restaurants, we have a good time, we do this, and we go to sleep at a reasonable time, and then bam, back at it again, right? Yeah. There was an outcome to it. When you take 90 days off, it's not 90 days to go do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's 90 days to go and have a personal intervention when you do that. I've been through it before, and I think it's very, very effective. If done at the right time, great things can happen to you. Okay? I agree. Anyways, that's a Logan Paul story. We can continue uh, 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 to other stories. So uh, LGBTQ families mall leaving Florida in wake of new culture laws. Okay, new culture laws. Let's see what this story is all about, which, by the way, uh, we talked about this briefly a few months ago. Robbie Price and his husband, Jordan Letchard, are considering leaving their home in Florida due to what they say is a lack of tolerance and policies that marginalize the LGBTQ community. The couple who have been together for 12 years and have a six-year-old son, Kellen, say that the discrimination and hate they have experienced in recent years has become in your face. In spring of 2022, a Florida legislator enacted two laws 
The Individual Freedom Act, more commonly known as the Stop Wrongs Against Our Kids and Employees, Woke Act, and the Parents' Right in Education, and dubbed by critics as a don't-say-gay bill that regulates how race, sexual orientation, and gender identity can be discussed in schools. For me, when I see something like, I'm going to show you guys a video clip right now that you're going to be blown away by this man. Seriously, you're going to be blown away by this. Rob, I'm going to text it to you in a second. For me, here's how this works. You know how people were saying, you know, uh, uh, Roe v. Wade, you know, abortion this, abortion that. You know, I don't feel safe being gay here. Or I want entitlements. Look, if you want a lot of entitlements right now, the city of San Francisco is thinking about giving a $5 million reparation to black people in their city. Did you see the story or no? Okay. Yes. Did you hear about this? San Francisco? San Francisco wants yeah. to give five million dollars of reparation to black people that live in that city. Guess what that's going to do? If I'm black and I'm wanting the five million dollars, maybe I'll consider. If you can pull up that article, this is CNN. San Francisco Reparations Committee proposes a five million dollar payment to each black resident. Think about that. How quickly would you want to go be a black resident in San Francisco? Cool. That yeah. is the fastest way to attract a lot of black residents. Okay. If that's what you're proposing, if that's important to you, go to San Francisco. If for you, you want to be part of the LGBTQ community and you want to feel free to do whatever you want to do, Florida's not the state right now. It may change. Yeah. It's not right now. Consider going to Austin. Consider going to California. Consider going to different markets. By the way, I lived in Dallas. Dallas had a very big gay community. Tom, I don't know if you remember this or not. Dallas's gay community was massive. Yep. When you would go to, you know, Uptown, not Uptown, what was it? Not Highland Park, the other one, something park. It was a... Yeah, University Park. It was University uh, Park. six yeah. blocks east of the American Arena. Yeah. Hey, if you want uh, abortions, right? Okay, these following states, you know, go to those states. If you don't want to pay high taxes, you want to pay low taxes, there's five or six states, Tennessee, you know, Texas, Florida. You got uh, a few states you can go to that you can benefit from taxes. I want a lot of entitlement and, and welfare and stuff like that. Go to California. Go to New York. Your policies are going to attract the types of people you want. Mm -hmm. So I am not surprised. And I don't blame these folks for wanting to leave a state like Florida. Totally get it. I suggest this family choose a state that's going to be a little bit more accommodating to their policies. Because it's normal. Some places are not welcoming of certain people. I didn't feel welcome to be in California and a business owner. I can't sit there and bitch and whine about it. I moved to Texas, and I was very happy. Yep. And from Texas, I wanted lifestyle. I moved to Florida. I'm very happy. It could change 10 years from now based on a different governor. It could change 20 years from now. Tom, what are your thoughts when you read a story like this? My thoughts don't go to this particular family. My thoughts go to... I get so tired of headlines that every time someone's upset, they're leaving and going somewhere else. If this election goes the wrong way, I'm moving to Canada. If this tax thing goes the wrong way, I'm moving to Canada. And it, you'll notice that Canada's population really hasn't gone berserk. So there's a lot of um, celebrities and people on the left that have not gone to Canada. You know, so I, I think this I'm mad I'm leaving stuff I think is... You know, they may have real reasons behind it, but I get tired of the headline like that. It's as you say, America is the greatest country in the world, and there is a there are communities all over the place that you may feel more comfortable in this community and that community. And you know, go find go find your comfort. And I just I just get tired of the I'm mad, I'm leaving angle, Pat. What you said about find a community that embraces you, that for what you who you are, what you want to do, where you want to go, or or things you're working on right now, go there. But, but by the way, do you guys have any any unique uh, well, thoughts on this? If not, I want to yeah, show this video to you. I, go ahead. I, I'll yeah. give you one thing. <laughs> by the way, what percentage of people in America are gay? Well, it's increased. It used to be yeah. less than 1%. It's at 5%. Right. But if you... Uh, correct. By the way, if th there's a recent poll. Uh, this is by uh, Gallup. They asked Americans what percentage you think are LGBTQ. Uh, they said 25%, meaning it's not 25%. It's 5%. So people get sensationalized. We had Nikki Fried on the podcast. We were just talking about this last night, ironically, who was running for governor against Charlie Chris and the Democratic Party. And she was saying here on the podcast when Jedediah and her kind of got into it, she goes, you understand how many people I talk to that aren't comfortable here in Florida and, and they want to leave and they don't like the fact that the, what's going on here and DeSantis and the don't say gay bill and people are moving out of Florida in drove. I said, what? I go, 
I'm, I go, I don't know where you're getting these numbers or who you're speaking to, but everything I'm seeing, hearing, feeling is people are flocking to Florida like crazy. But what you're trying to twist right now is the fact that people are leaving Florida because of a don't say gay bill. And you're bringing up this story with Robbie Price and his husband, Jordan Lecce. They, you're making this up. Uh, and you, this isn't a real thing. You know what I'm People getting, are coming to Florida. Stop it with the nonsense. Nobody believes you. No, the, and, yeah, go ahead. Are you, are you, are That's you, it. Yeah, and, but here's my thing, though. I, I don't know what you guys all read from that. It, it's it's coming down to these two, this gay male couple who have a kid. This all comes down to me. It's obsession with the kids, okay? This is what it is. Nobody cares if you're gay or do, do whatever the hell you do. These acts to stop the woke... All both of these acts that we put in is just Shh, wait leaving. Till you watch this video. Pat, leave like let, by the way, you're a gay couple. You have a six year old kid. You teach whatever thing about gays. That kid's gonna know. You want to leave here because why? The governor here is telling people, hey, listen, kids shouldn't be sexualized. They shouldn't know about this shit till they get older. If you want to leave because we're trying to protect kids, why? What's this obsession with kids? Mm -hmm. And no, we want to teach them and. Leave the fucking kids alone, watch bro. Watch this video. Bro, God, just watch it. Like, God, it's damn. the perfect transition into this video. Watch okay. this video. Good evening. Every teacher that has a pride flag in their classroom should be fired and arrested. The gay flag is a sexual flag. It represents nothing other than sexual things. Gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and questioning. What business is it of anyone on this board of what children would like to do with other children? It is none of your business. It is between them and their parents. But however, you guys want to illegally survey your students. My name is Frank Rodriguez. I'm the executive director of operations for Gays Against Groomers. I'm a 31-year-old gay man wow. pushing back against the <laughs> wow. agenda that's happening within our classrooms. Keeping parents away from this discussion is absolutely severing the relationship between a, a child and their parent. My community is not discriminated against anymore. Shockingly enough, we succeeded. Now you're sending out surveys that's asking students what their gender is, what their pronouns are, and whether or not you should be telling their parents. Could you imagine if my son or one of yours went to school and said, hey, I'm gay and you never knew? All of you up here are pretty intelligent. You have doctorate degrees, you're educated, and you lead this district. But yet, you turn a blind eye with the sexual things that happen in your classroom. Watch, watch this. I refuse to believe that any of you think that that's appropriate. Because if you think that that is appropriate, you would be a predator. There's images that are going to be displayed right. today for you to Listen. see. Of a child sucking another child off. And that's in your classrooms. What? Shh. I shake because it makes me uncomfortable to even utter those words to you. This is a gay man. This what? is nothing about inclusion. It is nothing about respect to my community. I say with you with 100% truth, according to the Center of Disease Control, that the reason my community faces such issues in this world has absolutely nothing to do with the straight people on this planet. Wow. Has everything to do with the drugs that we digest. Has everything to do with our access to health care. The number one reason my community has so many mental health issues is because they don't have access to health care. And that's, the, that's directly from the CDC. It is not slurs. It's not gay bashing. We don't have access to therapy. If you really want to help the LGBTQ community to feel really accepted in this world, embrace that people have mental health issues and they should seek help. Having a classroom without the American flag in it is a disgrace to this country. If this country wasn't here, millions of people around the world would perish. And that flag, this flag, should be held high by every single student. Dude, oh Powerful. my god. Holy shit. Oh, do you not That, that was fuck fantastic. 31-year-old game gay man guys. screaming at the top of his lungs. lungs. America first. Yep. Enough with the woke agenda. I dude, wow. from a That was a perfect fact-based think tank with statistics and things backing up his points. Dude, smart, like eloquent, like smart saying it right mm -hmm. and then and that that twist of like I'm a gay guy like, and what the, the hell are you guys authority. doing? They're sucking each other off. He felt like he was, you know, uncomfortable with that was for him to say. And he's a gay guy. And you Leave can't say, you're anti-gay, you're anti- no. It's like, I'm, I'm gay. gay. I I, Adam, I love I just left arguments. my boyfriend's and house. Go back, going back to Adam, <laughs> leave the kids alone. It's none yeah. of your goddamn business. Yeah. It's the parents' responsibility, bro.
And if you and if a gay couple wants to leave because the school is not, guess what? You teach your own kid whatever the hell you want. Leave the ones that's going. If you want to leave, bro, bye. Bye. But that's what you need traffic. at the end of the day is people calling out their own side. I whether love that. Whether it's in politics, whether it's in social issues, it's when you're calling out your own side and say, guys, enough. Yeah. We, 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 what do you say specifically? He's like, we won. We, we, we won. We figured it out. It, yeah. It's done. Yeah. Now there's this complete overcorrection and this indoctrination of kids. Yeah. And as a gay man, he's just basically saying enough. Yeah. Enough's enough. And, what, and, and I questioned the other day. I was like, what is the obsession? Why why is it that the the powers that be want the sexualization of kids? Why are they pushing this down everybody's throat? No pun intended. Why why <laughs> why why is it happening? Pat, like, why why do you guys think they're forcing this so much and they're trying to make it like look at the you know the don't say gay bill and all this stuff? Why anyway, why this is, such this a push? Is, so this this just this just makes you uh oh uh, when you when you hear this is the crazy thing about speakers. When I was first getting into sales, I would uh, watch different people speak from stage. And, you know, the first one was so, as a kid that I was attracted to, was the guys that just screamed the entire time. Yeah. And they didn't know how to, like, <laughs> enunciate, and, you know, kind of go up, go down, go up, go down. Let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take over the world. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. And then after, like, a few months of listening to them, I'm like, dude, I'm burned out. And then... I watched a guy would get up and speak, and then next thing you know, 60 minutes felt like two minutes. And you're like, wow, I never saw marriage that way before. I never saw money that way before. I never saw leadership that way before. I never saw relationships that way before. The guy didn't raise his voice. He was just kind of talking to you. And then when he wanted to make one point, maybe we would go elevate and you know, get excited about it. And like, that was the best speech I heard. This guy didn't raise his voice, stayed at the same level for two minutes and 20 seconds or so, and I got the chills all over my body. Mm -hmm. Because when somebody makes an argument in a logical way using reason, reasoning and tapping into your emotions where you don't feel like a victim, you listen to this guy saying he sounds like a person that doesn't want you to feel sorry for him. He wants to be a leader, and he's given solutions. You just get off and you say, Great freaking point, man. Beautiful. What are you going to mm -hmm. say to a guy like that? Yeah. Okay? He, he, he didn't do anything but just give his argument to us, and we heard him out. Okay? We need more people like this to make their arguments. A guy like this, can, I don't know who this guy is. I've never met him. Frank Rodriguez. Some of you guys are asking about me sharing the video. I'm about to tweet it out so you can go out there and see it and learn more about him. They're, they're trying to fight against the system that's trying to groom kids. And if that's really who he is, if this is not a spoof, if this is not trolling, if this isn't anything, he feels very sincere. D people like this are going to make, make a very big impact the next 5, 10, 15 years. What is this here that you're talking about? Gays Against Groomers, a coalition of gay people who oppose the recent trend of indoctrinating, sexualizing, and medicalizing children under the age of, uh, uh, under the guise of LGBTQ. Our community that once, can you zoom in a little bit more so I can read it? Our community that once, uh, preached love and acceptance of others has now been hijacked by radical activists who are now pushing extreme concepts onto society, specifically uh, targeting children in recent years. The overwhelming majority of gay people are against what the community has transformed into, and we do not accept the political movement pushing their agenda in our home. Gays Against Groomers directly opposes the sexualization and indoctrination of children. This includes drag queens, story hours, drag shows involving children, the transitioning and what? Yeah. And medicalization of minors and gender theory being taught in classrooms. The activists backed by schools, government, woke media and corporations have been speaking on our behalf for too long. When fighting for equality, our goal was to successfully integrate ourselves into society. But now these radicals aim to restructure it entirely in order to accommodate a fringe minority as well as seek to indoctrinate, indoctrinate children into their ideology. We're saying no. Go wow. Ahead. Yeah, it's pretty Dude, powerful. Right? Well, it, it just shows that you can't just paint the LGBTQ community with a broad stroke with a large paintbrush. It's that radical people, what does it say at the very beginning? Radical activists are hijacking the LGBTQ movement to indoctrinate and radicalize 
young kids. To your point, yeah, stay exactly. away from the kids. It's so refreshing to see that there's grown-up LGBTQ community. They're like, no, we can be gay and we can get married and we can fight for that. Like you're saying, leave the freaking kids, kids alone. alone. Yeah. And I don't understand, I genuinely don't, what that why they want these young 6, 10, 12-year-old kids That's my question. learning this stuff. Yeah, but, but mind you, Adam, this dude, like this this organization, this is the the small minority group within that. The majority of the LG, they want the kids, and they want to push It's like, I still question, why? What What is your obsession with them, bro? You, like, you know what I will disgusting. say, though? You know what I will say, though? Here, here's, here's a part. Just be patient. Mm-hmm. Reasonable people will lead, Okay. Just be patient. Reasonable people who present their arguments in a way where it makes sense, the world has no choice but to sit there and say, damn, this makes sense. Because there's guys that are instigators that jump in, that just want attention and want to seem like they're for the people, but they're not. They're just ass kissers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how they say, oh, you're such a uh, teacher's, what was it? Teacher's, teacher's pet. pet, brown You know, you're, so, you're such a they teacher. They said, there really is people like that. Of course. Okay, there, there, there were people that weren't. They were just helping out the teachers, and they really were the people that were the teacher's pet that were brown nosing. Yes. Okay, there are a lot of people that are brown nosing <laughs> different uh, communities to be accepted into whatever. They're getting, uh, they're getting exposed, and it's a beautiful thing. By uh, the way, just read that one line. It's gays against groomers. Here's the point. The overwhelming majority of gay people are against what this community has transformed into. And we do not accept the political movement of pushing their agenda in our name. But here's my question, though. I I haven't seen, Rob, have you? I have. Th- this These type of groups are new to me. All I've been seeing all over the media is uh, kids in strip clubs. Uh, in New York, um, parents letting kids, it's just, dude, it's just the sexualization and their uh, drag queen reading hour at school. And it's like, what, what, what is going on, bro? It's, it's I don't exactly get it. what Pat I just don't get said. It. Give it time. Okay. Let the people with common sense rise Present above the your crowd. argument with the data. Present your argument with reason and, and calling out hypocrisy. And majority of the people will sit there and say, this makes sense. This makes sense. This makes sense. You're, you're in the business of leading, converting, persuading, debating, giving arguments, yet being patient with the right people that are reasonable to say, you know what, Vinny, I kind of see your point. Mm-hmm. That, that's, what, that's what we're doing. Anyways, let me share this one story about the top Russian official warns of global tragedy if allies send Ukraine new weapons. This story is on January 22nd. It's page 7 if you want to go to it. The story's on page 7. And it's interesting what just happened yesterday. So a leading official in Russia parliament has warned of a global tragedy if Ukraine gets new weapons from allies as the bitter fight between the two nations uh, nears the 11-month mark. Uh, uh, Volodin, Speaker of State Duma, Russia's lower house of the country's parliament, issued the ominous message Sunday. He said supplies of offensive weapons to Kiev issue uh, uh, regime would lead to a global catastrophe. He Global catastrophe only means the N-word, nuclear, right? Mm-hmm. He claimed the United States and NATO's assistance to Ukraine has led to a terrible war. Volodin is a close ally of Vladimir Putin. He also is a member of Putin's Security Council. He said, if Washington and NATO supply weapons that would be used for striking peaceful cities and making attempt to seize our territory as they threaten to do, it would trigger retaliation with more powerful weapons. So what does U.S. do yesterday? How many tanks did we give to Ukraine yesterday? I think we gave them 31 tanks, 31 if I'm not tanks. mistaken. Yep. 31 Abram tanks, if I'm not mistaken, was given to them yesterday. I think the number is 31. Can you zoom in a little bit? You're correct. There you go. The U.S. will send 31 powerful battle tanks to Ukraine, joining Germany and sending the vehicles to support the fight against Russia's invasion. The decision to deliver the M1 Abram Abrams tanks was announced just hours after Germany said it would send 14 of its Leopard 2 tanks to the battlefield. Berlin also cleared the way for the European countries to send German-made tanks from their own stocks. Ukraine has lobbied Western allies to send military equipment for months. There you go. So, you know, here's the other part. Let me just say this, and then, Tom, I want to get your thoughts on this. Russia. <laughs> this is more to Russia than anything else. You, you, this, this whole thing. If they do this, it's going to be cat- catastrophic. If they do this, it's going to be catastrophic. Russia's been saying this now seven times, six or seven times, and they've done nothing. Okay, catastrophic. You know what they're saying to you, Russia? No one believes you anymore. They don't think you're going to do shit. 
They don't think you can do nothing. Now, thank God some people who are listening to this. Russia doesn't listen to this podcast. Putin's not sitting there saying, let me see what they're going to be saying on the PBD podcast, okay? Because if he did hear this on the podcast, he says, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, boom, right? Retaliate. But the truth of the matter is you can't threaten somebody six or seven times and not follow through. And the other side says, yeah, whatever, here's 31 more tanks. Yeah, whatever, here's this. Tom, what are your thoughts? Well, I think the sooner that this thing gets resolved, uh, the sooner the West can start picking up the trillion-dollar tab it's going to take to rebuild Ukraine because it's the breadbasket of Europe. It's a huge manufacturing base, and there's a huge rebuild that's necessary. But I'm agree with you. This feels like the mother that says, "One more, your kid's having a tantrum on the floor in Target. One more time, Jeremy, no ice cream. One more time, Jeremy, no jelly beans. And then it's like, hey, I'll give you gum if you'll stop. Right. So I, I, I think... I'm I'm kind of kind of over it, just like you are, because I, I just think that either do something or just stop saying it. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right, and and I think what the West remember the West was reluctant a year ago to send Stinger missiles, little stuff. Yeah. Now we're sending 31 of the most advanced battle tank, which will more than meet up against those Leopard two tanks. This is- so um, Ger- Germany's Leopard two tanks. And the Abrams together are going to overmatch uh, the Russian side. And I think what you have here is I think the West is possibly coming to this point of, you know, this incrementalism doesn't work. Writing big checks and doing all this incrementalism doesn't work. Let's just send the big stuff in there and just get this thing over with. Because remember, when Russia was brought to its knees, what, 30 years ago, 35 years ago in Afghanistan, if you've ever seen the movie Charlie Wilson's War, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. They eventually turn tail and go home. And you just, it takes overwhelming force, and I don't think they're going to do anything. And I think it's a very real question, is, is, is Vladimir really healthy, right? I think that's a very real question. That's a well. different question. The question here is, 11 months, you're not making progress, you're not coming across as the winner, you're not imposing yourself, they're not intimidated. You're turning their leader into a hero. He's looking, he's being promoted as the next Churchill, being bullied by a guy like you. You're being compared to a guy that used to live in Germany who took his own life, some say. Uh, You know, you're not, uh, this is not a good storyline for them, okay? Your people are leaving your country. You were the number two country in the world for immigrants. Russia was number two, believe it or not, for number really? 11 million. Number one is U.S. at 41 million. Russia's number two. You can pull up the data if you want to pull it up. Top countries in the world in immigration. You've been losing immigrants that are leaving your place. This is not a good look for you, okay? Uh, this is not a good look for you, and it's hurting you. So what are you going to do now? Zoom in. Okay, used to be Russia, now it's Germany. Okay, yeah. so Germany's two, Saudi's three, Russia's four. That but number, it's not even close. The U.S. Num- is running laps around by the way, everyone. Just so you know, that number two years ago, in 2019, Russia, Russia was four because we were now at 41 four. million. Now wow. they're four. Okay, there you go. You're declining on the yeah. list of immigrants wanting to go to I your I wonder place. why. And they yeah. thought, that, and I know we got to wrap up, yeah. they thought that winter, you know, winter's coming yeah. with the gas and, and oil and everything that, you know, uh, that Russia um, gives to the world as what they um, export would break the backs of Europe, but Europe is still doubling down. Germany's still sending tanks. Yep. The EU 100% yep. is behind mm-hmm. uh, Ukraine. It's the, it's backfiring like crazy and, against Russia. And, and coming down to the Biden administration, bro, like this is, this, is, this is how to be in a war without saying you're in a war, okay? Like Pat, proxy if, war is what it's well, called. Whatever it is, yeah. if I send, if I want Pat, you, all three of you to go do a drive-by and shoot up uh, Rob's house, and I supply mm-hmm. you the car, the guns, the ammo, and you guys go and shoot up a bunch of people and kill a bunch of people, guess what legally was going to happen? Me, as the sender of all this shit, you're the, you orchestrated it. You started, you're supplying all this shit. You are just as much as in trouble as they are. So we are at, like you said, we're, that that's the Rico point. We're involved, bro. That's we're so involved. Yeah. But, the, but they'll never say, yeah. the Biden administration will never be like, yo, we're in mm-hmm. a war. Trust me, bro, we're in it. There, only a few years ago, the Winter Olympics were in Sochi. Yeah, and we were crazy? talking about a new oh, Russia wow. and a new era. Yeah. Remember all that? And remember, that was the Winter Olympics when it didn't snow, which was really inconvenient for the Winter Olympics. <laughs> but um, yeah. you remember that? There was no yeah. snow. But at that time, remember, oh, it's a new Russia. The Cold War is over. They're the host of an Olympic Games. All these things going on. And now, and now look where they are. I mean, this is, this is pretty pathetic. Anyways, so folks, um, it's the end of the podcast. A lot of you guys 
DM me or tweet and ask me questions about what's going on with the live podcast. We're about to launch it this week, meaning physically live at the new office with the cigar lounge being done. All of that stuff with the crew, home team talking issues. We're probably going to do a three or four hour one. For those of you that haven't yet signed on to the text list, the moment we send the text, it's going to sell out within 30 minutes. A few thousand people have already registered for the text community that want to be one of the first. If you want to be known, told, the moment we announce tickets for sale for the first live podcast, meaning live, physically live with us at our Valuetainment building, text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Once again, 310-340-1132, the word podcast. Text it to 310-340-1132. The moment we have the site set up to sell the tickets, I think the event's scheduled to be in February, we're going to send the text to that group, and like this, within 30 minutes, tickets are going to sell out. So text the word podcast. Once again, 310-340-1132. Let's put the phone number below as well in the chat so people know as well. Have a great, great day, everybody. Podcast Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.